This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Time to continue our conversation. The hot question of the day. Would you like to see Vancouver Whistler bid on the 2030 Olympic Games? It's something that John Furlong floated at the Vancouver Board of Trade uh, this morning. He just put it out there. Why not? Furlong, you may remember, served as president and chief executive officer of the Vancouver Organizing Committee, otherwise known as VANOC. We were just speaking with uh, Jack Crompton, the mayor of Whistler, getting his take on this. So why not go to the other piece of this puzzle? The mayor of Vancouver, Kennedy Stewart, joining us on the line. I think I'm talking to you twice in one week. I, I think we officially need a bat phone for me directly to your office. <laughs> yeah, that's anytime. We're always happy to talk. I really appreciate that. So how did you find out about this? Uh, well, I walked to my office and there were a thousand calls from report, reporters <laughs> right. asking me what I thought about uh, the 2030 Olympic, uh, potential 2030 Olympic bid. And so, yep, that's how I found out about it. And, uh, and here you are. And then it's like everybody else. Yeah. So I'm going to be one of those thousands of messages from a report. What do you think? What do you think? Well, I think it's a really fun idea. Uh, however, uh, what I think matters less than what the Prime Minister and Premier think. Uh, because in the end, it's the senior governments that put together the teams, put together the bids, and more, most importantly, provide the funding really for, for these kind of events. So uh, if they decided to go for it, if uh, Prime Minister Trudeau and, and uh, Premier Horgan decided this is something they wanted to do, I would certainly join their team and, and help uh, as much as I could. Okay, so some of the concerns that come up are, are pretty obvious ones. Uh, housing affordability is already a, a big issue here. The obviously Olympic Village is now sold to citizens. Where might an athlete's village be built? So infrastructure pieces. While things tend to get built rather quickly when the IOC needs to set things up, uh, we can just look around and see all the legacy pieces from the 2010 Games. Um, have, have you given some thought to sort of some of the pieces of the puzzle that you'd want to bring to the table if and when the premier or the prime minister say, what do you think, Mayor Stewart? Well, a, a couple of things. First of all, uh, it would have to be of net benefit to the city. I mm-hmm. mean, the city's changed a lot since the last time we bid and then hosted the Olympics. So, uh, you know, the, the housing pressures have been, been, become acute. Uh, you know, uh, homeless numbers are high at 2,200 people. We have overdose crisis here. So really, any kind of major event that senior governments would want for the city would have to mesh with uh, with our priorities. Uh, I think that can be done. It just, it just matters how much money money, uh, you know, the, the senior governments are willing to, to throw at, at the issue. However, I do think we'd probably require another referendum, just like we had uh, last time, because this should be a citizen's decision. Uh, you know, residents have to really have a say in this. And so if this moves any further, then we'd have to have a plan for that as well. I was kind of expecting people to say, oh, hell no, it's too expensive. <laughs> and so we've put out the question and it's 43% saying, yeah, it was great. Everything's built. Or no, 35% saying it's too expensive. Huh. And then 20% are on the fence on this. And with the emails that are coming in and certainly we'll open up the phone lines and, and not in this segment, but get get sort of the temperature of, of those who maybe aren't on social media on this. But my email inbox is is fairly positive about it, even though it's, you know, 2030 is, is down the road significantly. People sort of bringing to the table that maybe that would sort of spark or force the hand of the federal government helping with the opioid crisis and the homelessness issue and the affordability crisis here and sort of really injecting what this city needs help with, as you've stated 
before. Yeah, and I think, though, it would be dangerous to tie any help that they should be giving anyway uh, to uh, making the, the Olympics a condition of that help. Uh, you know, and why I think maybe you're, you're getting uh, popular, uh, you know, feedback from the public on this is, A, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a tough time right now. We've got coronavirus and we've got, you know, we've got the, the ongoing kind of disputes over pipelines and those types of things. And, and, you know, the race for the presidency in the U.S., like there's a lot of uh, news coming at people that is, that is you know, not that great to digest. However, you know, I think people really liked the Olympics when it was here. It showed what Vancouver, you know, what the Vancouver of the future might look like with a lot more population and the streets were filled and people are having a good time. So, so it, you know, it's a, it's a fun thing to think about rather than often the other stuff that isn't as fun. So I can right. see why it's, uh, you know, why it's, uh, you know, why people are thinking that this might be a thing they might want to do. A little bit of a feel-good vibe. Just to be clear yeah. on not tying things such as dealing with crises of, no. of opioid. I, would, I wasn't suggesting that it be tied to that, but I was suggesting that perhaps there would be a next level of urgency perhaps. attached to it. So just to be clear on that, because I'm, okay. I'm okay, already watching thanks. I'm watching my emails all, you know, bing, 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 come in here. I want that SkyTrade to UBC regardless of yeah. Olympics, yes. right? So, Fair enough. Yeah. Fair, well, we need to move people, certainly, and because I have you on the line, I, we didn't discuss this prior to, but thoughts on, um, you know, what we saw yesterday at Broadway and Commercial with regard to um, the, the protests continuing and TransLink securing that injunction. Uh, is there anything that the city can do as far as injunctions with, with these protests? Well, right now, I mean, the injunctions within the city limits have been secured by either the port or CP or, or TransLink. So yeah. those are external bodies that have, uh, I would say, you know, a lot of cases, their their operations have national importance. Uh, you know, we have uh, we have had uh, folks in intersections, uh, you know, right here on uh, Canby and Broadway. Yeah. Uh, but but that's something we're kind of used to in the city. Uh, you know, it is something that's uh, and the, the VPD have a have a long practice of how to deal with, uh, you know, lots of people in one sp- one spot stopping mm-hmm. traffic and 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 you, and actually in some ways there's almost an agreement in the city that you know, folks will make their point and then they'll move on. And that's kind of what's happened in city, uh, you know, city regulated space. However, the port situation, uh, that injunction was a lot different. And in fact, the injunction by the port was quite aggressive and, you know, ordered the, basically a, a clearing of a path. Um, and in that case, the VPD really had no, uh, no uh, choice but to, to, to enforce. And, yeah, that's right. And, yeah. Then, you know, and, and I think nobody wants to see you know, almost 50 people arrested. I, I certainly don't. But but in that sense, that was out of our hands, and in fact, in some ways, out of the VPD's hands. Uh, but they handled it in such a professional and respectful manner, and that's really the, you know, the high bar that we set here in the city. Now, you were arrested at the top of Burnaby Mountain. Oh, if you're arrested one time, what happens? You pay a fine. Yeah, you know, I didn't know when I was going into it what what actually would happen. So you uh, you do have to go to court and appear in front of a judge, and then I did pay a fine of I think five hundred dollars. Uh, and that you know that whole thing which I did for my constituents, you know, yep. who were also getting arrested and. Um, you know, which I wouldn't do now as mayor, but uh, but I felt important to do as an MP at the time. Uh, it was really scary. I mean, it was it was not. Uh, you know, I was very nervous. I know all the folks there were nervous. I know the police were also. Uh, and in fact, one point, uh, you know, Elizabeth May started singing "Oh Canada," and the police actually were had a few tears in their eyes, and and it was nothing that 
you know that you would ordinarily do and so these are these are stressful on both sides of mm-hmm. things but we have to respect the, the rights of people to do this and we almost have like i said a kind of a tacit agreement in the city uh, there are some groups that 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 will kind of not respect that but it's usually make your point and move on and that seems to be what's happening now really appreciate your time uh, mr no mayor and and that i was able to switch gears there with you on the fly because no i didn't give you the heads up on that so okay. i appreciate it no thank you yep. okay that's talk to you, later. you bat Kennedy got bat phone. I will talk to you later. Kennedy Stewart, mayor of Vancouver here on the Simi Sarah show.